I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Anand Zaki. And Anand, Contact Energy is hopeful to see a deal for the TY point smelter. Kia ora, Charlie. Yes, Contact Energy says it's important to keep the TY Point aluminium smelter open beyond 2024 when its energy supply agreement is set to expire. Meridian Energy and the owners of the New Zealand aluminium smelter have been negotiating for a new energy supply agreement for more than two years with no result. Contact Energy Chief Executive Mike Fuge says the negotiations are complex and is hopeful a deal can be made as TY could play a key role in managing New Zealand's dry year risks to hydro energy supply. Yeah, no, we're passionate that we do the deal, the deal is done. I think the aspect of dry year risk cover is what happens in high demand periods. Is there a elegant solution to turning down our electricity usage when it appears that our lakes are drier? Certainly in the deal that they announced with Meridian for 23 and 24 gives a hint of what is possible. Mike Fuge says the estimated 15 to $23 billion saved with the potential cancellation of the Lake Onslow dry year storage solution could be redirected to more efficient ways to manage risks in years when hydro lakes are low. Travel and expense software firm Serco has trimmed its losses as it saw revenue growth driven by its Booking.com partnership and higher travel volumes in Australia and New Zealand. Its loss for the six months ended September was $7.2 million, compared to nearly $20 million a year ago, while revenue rose 87% to just over $36 million. Chief Executive Darren Grafton says Serco benefited from higher revenue per booking and favourable favorable foreign exchange rates with better-than-expected better business travel bookings. He says the company remains on a path to profitability and has plenty of cash in reserve. Well, we've said we, our aim and we've maintained our uh, aspiration into FY25, which was to be, you know, cash flow break even for for that year, and hopefully that also means profitability as well. So it's definitely you, you, you can see from our numbers we're pretty close to that now. Our cash burns right down. I've got a really strong cash balance. We've also upgraded our guidance. So you know we, we've still got a lot of work to do. We, we know that. As Serco upgraded its full-year revenue guidance from 63 to $70 million to a range of 67 to $74 million. The Christchurch founder of the global beauty brand Etique has launched a new product aiming to cut plastic bottle use with effervescent tablets. Brianne West is taking on the drinks industry with fruity and cola-flavoured tablets called Incredibles. She says the flavours and compostable packaging are under development with plans to launch the new product next year. Incredibles is trying to do what we did for the beauty industry, for the drinks industry. So it became obvious to me, why don't we encapsulate the flavour and all the deliciousness in a, in a tablet? And then you can add that to a glass of water or a bottle of water or whatever, whenever you want. What we are envisaging is something bright and colourful and beautiful standing out on the shelves that looks delicious. And Brianne West says the tablets can also be used as mixers for many different types of drinks. She's teaming up with her former Etik business partner, Tristan Roberts, and together they'll fund the launch of Incredibles. The biggest event at the APEC summit in San Francisco this week looks to be the meeting between US President Joe Biden and China's President Xi Jinping. 
The pair is due to meet on the sidelines of the summit as they look for ways to calm the trade and political tensions that have soured the relationship in recent years. American consumers and businesses are still wearing the cost of the tariffs imposed on Chinese goods by former President Donald Trump, as well as the continuing disruptions to trade links and supply chains. The head of the Asia Trade Centre in Singapore, Deborah Elms, says the meeting is a key achievement which many U.S. companies and other countries will watch closely. There are American companies that are based in China that will stay in China or at least intend to stay in China. There are some that are expanding, but American companies are still a bit wary of whether or not they should either increase or or move into China. But that's not the case for a lot of other places where they continue to see the benefits of being in an economy with more than a billion customers that is extremely well linked to the global economy um, and that at least appears for many outside the U.S. businesses to be trying to stabilize an important relationship. That's Deborah Elms of the Asia Trade Centre in Singapore. And incoming Prime Minister Christopher Luxon is not attending the APEC summit with outgoing Trade Minister Damien O'Connor set to represent the caretaker government. Well, time now for an update from the financial markets and we're joined by Ed Glennie of Hobson Wealth. Uh, kia ora, Ed. Look, as a rally on Wall Street overnight after the inflation numbers, uh, how are we looking today in New Zealand? That's right, and I was just going to say, it sounds like uh, you could use what Brianne West was just saying. It's bright and colourful and looks delicious. <laughs> the uh, NZX is up uh, nearly 1.5%, up 155 points, so it's at 11,328. Uh, with that strong move overnight, with uh, good data out, re-inflation and the rising interest rate. So Serco, you had in the bulletin earlier, Darren Grafton on, that's up almost 4%. The strong result there, it's at $4.72. Contact is up almost 1.5%, so up 11 cents at $7.73. And the other big mover up 10%, so a big change in percentage terms, but only up 1 cent as a share is Pacific Edge Bio, which had a uh, announcement to the stock exchange this morning, so that's currently at 11 cents. Okay, how's it looking over in Australia? Similar story? That's right. The uh, the Fin Review saying uh, the ASX has soared on the open. I wouldn't wouldn't go that far, but it's up one point six four percent. So the ASX two hundred is at seven thousand one hundred and twenty one. Uh, some of the big movers there. CSL is up two and a half percent to twenty two hundred fifty nine dollars ninety four. And Pilbara Minerals, the uh, the lithium stock, is up seven percent currently at three dollars seventy six a share. And how's the dollar looking with the talks of uh, interest rates peaking? Uh, yes. Uh, so, so look, we're, we're a little bit stronger. So we're at uh, currently at 92.4 against the Australian, 60.1 against the US dollar, buying 90.37 Japanese yen, 0.481 against the British pound, and finally against the euro, 0.552. And that leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. Yes, well, whether we've peaked here is, is yet to be determined, but uh, we're at 5.67% on the three-month bank bills. Ten-year uh, government bonds are at 5.19%. West Texas Intermediate, largely flat overnight, currently at $78.52 a barrel, US. And then finally, spot gold is at $1,947 US an ounce. Thank you, Ed. That's Ed Glennie of Hobson Wealth with our market update. And just one other item of business, for you, business news for you this lunch hour. 
Nine out of ten residential properties are still selling for a profit despite the recent downturn in the market. The latest CoreLogic Pain and Gain report indicates a turnaround in wider housing market conditions helped stabilise the price of resale properties in the third quarter ended September after dropping nearly seven percentage points in less than two years. And we'll bring you a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlie, that's business. Kia ora.